Trust in our government is not a new issue. Some Americans say it is all good. Some Americans say it is all bad. A lack of confidence in both federal and local governments has either been centered on the actions of individuals or groups of individuals or whole departments or agencies. We look at the relationship of Americans and their government with a unique perspective at this relationship in the U.S. territories. On That's It, That's All. You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean DiMatato. This is Sean Gumatatao, and you are listening to That's It, That's All. The podcast is brought to you by Get LLC. They are a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm serving the government and private sectors in Guam and Micronesia. Looking for help with writing a business plan? Need notarial services? Check out their capabilities on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. The response to That's It, That's All has been so great, and we appreciate the feedback and input. So, Keep it coming. When going from one end of Paradise Guam to the other, don't forget to bring the podcast along with you when you are out and about. Have That's It, That's All with you as you roll out on that next road trip. Also, the podcast is great company as you start that cardio workout at your nearby fitness center or when you are settling down to take on the next task at your desktop or laptop computer. We are pretty happy that we are able to keep you company via this podcast near and far. A special hello to those listeners in Los Angeles, California, especially those in the Huntington Park area of L.A. County. Also, greetings to those of you listening in our nation's capital of Washington, D.C., and can't forget those listeners a bit closer to home in Barragata. A warm hafa day to you all. A salute to our friends at redcircle.com and moving the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Don't forget, you can also listen to the podcast on iHeartRadio and Pandora. Remember to like, subscribe, or follow us. Click that button on your favorite podcast app to do so right now. I didn't have to look very far for the material for this podcast, whether it was in recent headlines from St. Croix to Saipan to Telefofo on talk radio and network news, or from social media posts related to actions in Washington, D.C., Minnesota, or California. It appears that our collective attitudes relative to trust in government continues to be influenced by what really has been negative headlines and actions from coast to coast and in the Pacific and the Caribbean. Where to begin? A July 2019 report by the Pew Research Center entitled Trust and Distrust in America notes that many Americans think declining trust in the government and in each other makes it harder to solve key problems. The start of the report notes, quote, two-thirds of adults think other Americans have little or no confidence in the federal government, close quote. The think tank reported that 68% of those polled say it is very important to repair the public's level of confidence in the federal government, and 58% say the same amount, improving confidence in fellow Americans. In a country that once cherished trust as an important national virtue, is now dealing with trust as a cultural sickness and a symptom of overall national decline. A bright side? The same report believed that such mistrust can be turned around. 
Some experts and pundits are describing it more like a political breakdown. The dean of the University of California Goldman School of Public Policy, Henry Brady, recently noted that, quote, the republic is as frayed as it has ever been since probably the mid-19th century, in the period just before, during, and after the Civil War, close quote. Brady believes fundamental values in America have been falling apart for the past 50 years, calling for respect across cultures. The Edelman Trust Barometer 2021, formulated by the 62-year-old Chicago, Illinois-based global communications firm, revealed an epidemic of misinformation and widespread mistrust of societal institutions and leaders around the world. Quote, Adding to this is a failing trust ecosystem unable to confront the rampant infodemic, leaving the four institutions, business, government, NGOs, and media, in an environment of information bankruptcy and a mandate to rebuild trust and chart a new path forward. Close quote. Let me say that opinions vary far and wide, and one opinion wide in particular had me thinking meaning from Oceania specifically, and the Conversation publication, which is co-based in Australia and New Zealand, specific to institutional legitimacy that was written this past February in an article entitled Strong Political Institutions Can Uphold Democracy Even If People Can't Agree on Politics. The authors, Joseph Ura of Texas A&M University and Sean Thoreau of the University of Texas at Austin, wrote that established rules and institutions project legitimacy. Quote, Americans generally accept outcomes of just institutions, even if these results don't always match their preferences. People, for example, might think taxes are too high or speed limits are too low, but if the procedures used to set these laws are fair, studies show that people tend to accept those policies. Close quote. What had me thinking from this article was, as they noted, that when institutions are unfair, the system breaks down. We have all seen our collective trust in government drop when we see reports each day of our political elites in the U.S. territories, states, and federal government avoiding the rules or changing them to meet their own political or personal needs. Frankly, it has been like this for several years. It is reasonable to think that we, Americans, are losing trust in whole government organizations and institutions and their rules when elected and appointed officials, as well as high-level bureaucrats, are altering these rules or policies for their own self-serving and or political convenience without thinking of the impact of the greater American community or society that they work for. It should be public service not self-service. I agree with the notion that rules, when they are consistent and constantly applied, is healthy for all of us as part of the American family. I have agreed with this for most of my adult life. More often recently, we have seen such an erosion of this locally, regionally, and nationally. As we lose more and more trust in the government that is intended to support its citizenry, Solving the problems in our own backyards will only get that much harder and harder over time. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. 
Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. This past week, the Pacific Daily News in Guam reported that the Chamorro Land Trust Commission continues to find more applicants who switched places on a waiting list for leases here, which violates the provisions of the 46-year-old Chamorro Land Trust Act and voids any leases issued as a result. An April 19, 2021 article by Steve Limtiaco noted that the land trust stopped processing new residential and agricultural leases in May 2018 after then-Attorney General of Guam Elizabeth Barrett-Anderson issued a legal opinion stating that the land trust broke the law by allowing applicants to swap places on the waiting list and by allowing commission staff to approve lease agreements. The current director of the agency, Jack Haddig, his role is threatened by this alleged illegal swapping. The Virgin Islands Consortium reported on March 15th that Kamisha Victoria Counts, the daughter of U.S. Virgin Islands Attorney General Denise George, was given a no-bid sales representative contract with the USVI Department of Tourism there, worth $70,000, to represent the Virgin Islands as a tourism destination and to increase tourism and travel to the U.S. territory from various target market regions within the continental United States. Now, USVI Tourism Commissioner Joseph Boschulte, he told the consortium that Counts was given the no-bid contract because she has a, quote, great personality, is young and energetic, adding, quote, tourism is a people business. One of the most important traits is your personality and whether you like people and you could sell the territory to prospective visitors, close quote. A few days later, the Virgin Islands Daily News quoted Government House Communications Director Richard Mata Jr. on the matter, who said that given the territory's limited population, it's inevitable that multiple members of the same family will end up in government service, and the government has a process to ensure hiring is based on merit, not nepotism. The Saipan Tribune reported on April 19th that Representative Selena R. Babalta of Saipan, who chairs the House Committee on Judiciary and Governmental Operations, said that neither she nor the Democratic Party there owns any media companies in Guam. This was in response to CNMI Governor's Office Press Secretary Kevin Bautista's comments, who described a recent probe into the travel expenses of CNMI Governor Ralph Torres as, quote, another blatant political attempt by the Democrats and their Guam news outlets to smear Torres and this administration. About the saying, quote, Batista's comments are insulting to OPA and their staff by saying their investigative authority is hollow at best, close quote. Three stories, three actions, at least three people in these stories out of the U.S. territories where the ethics of appointed or elected officials have come into question and are now being played out in the public square that is the local media. Now, you're probably saying, hey, not fair, or you are picking on these folks, Sean. On the contrary, 
These are three examples that seem consistent in my covering of the news in Micronesia for over a decade and things I have seen serving at the highest level of the government of Guam and the Western Pacific for 10 years. These examples are simply poor decision-making and a lack of a single ethical bone in their bodies. I am not saying I condone the behavior, just pointing out the fact that acts speak much louder than words, and where do we all sit relative to these respective acts? They may not affect us when we turn on a light switch or when I reach in my wallet to pay for an item at the village mom and pop store or the gas station. These are actions that appear to go against the norm or established rules and laws. Publicly disclosing and or discussing these has and will continue to erode the trust that we have in those public officials and organizations, and they also play a huge role in our belief if such actions are in fact keeping things in our islands and communities safe and sound. Yes, our media plays a role by keeping us informed on these matters of public interest. Heck, we wouldn't really know about the many transgressions across the governments without their objective reporting of these facts and the words of whistleblowers. It even carries over to the science, believe it or not, that stares at us each and every day in the face. Now, science must continue to innovate. We are seeing it firsthand as the ongoing pandemic has brought science to the forefront of each and every discussion that we are having in this current public health emergency. Also, our government must administer above and beyond what they are doing right at this very moment in the year 2021. Each of these three areas, media, science, and government administration must transcend attacks from misinformation from so many fronts, as well as a self-serving bias, which is rampant and well-documented of each one to really keep our republic and our democracy intact. Well, shouldn't that really be the aim? It is pretty clear that these American institutions, these three American institutions of media, science, and government administration, they're not perfect. They're not perfect in Guam. They're not perfect in Hawaii. It's not perfect in Colorado. It's not perfect in D.C. Not perfect in America. We as a society can work towards improving each of them. Every single one of us should want to encourage those to improve practices in the sciences, take out the bias in print, broadcast, and web news coverage, and encourage efficiency in the executive, legislative, and judicial branches of our local and national governments. In these times, this ideal is probably easier said than done. I have said publicly, to include on this podcast, that when it comes to messaging in these extraordinary times, we must be realistic and reassuring. Perhaps we can encourage the use of these two important values in regaining trust in our whole of government. When the American people are given advice from those on the front lines of fighting COVID-19, drug abuse, climate change, and sexual assault at a local and national level, we should all take the numbers and the results and use them to change behavior. Also, when vital public information is shared via the media, both local and national, each should be presented objectively without 
bias, or slant. What a novel idea. And as government is tasked to work to protect the life and property of its citizens, it should not be done to benefit the privileged few or to keep their job or enrich themselves. The approaches we have seen either through the stories I just shared or ones we have seen many times over the past couple of decades speaks to what this all boils down to, the generational, cynical, and selfish behavior of men, women, groups, organizations, and institutions. When we think of public service, who would have thought that people or groups serving themselves would knock out the masses for what could only be described as short-term benefits? This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. Let's rewind four years to the year 2017 and a great policy paper by Carol Darty of the Council of State Governments entitled, It's Complicated, Americans' Relationship with the Federal Government Goes Beyond Distrust. This paper makes so much sense today and applies not just at the federal, but at the state and local levels. It's a must read. If you know anything about the Council of State Governments, know this. Since 1933, they have helped guide public policymakers across each branch of government for each and every American state and territory in bringing about good policy to advance the common good. What's wrong with that? Going back to the Doherty paper, she started with this, quote, ask some Americans about the federal government and they bluntly describe its flaws and failings. Ask them about what the government should do and how it actually performs, and they tell a very different story. Close quote. The CSG noted then that plummeting public trust in the federal government has been accompanied by a growing skepticism that government is run for the benefit of all Americans, and that since the 1960s, as public trust in government has fallen, so too has the belief that the government is run for the benefit of all the people. Quote, the public's deep frustration with politics is a factor in its generally negative opinions of government. To be sure, negative opinions about politics and politicians are hardly new. For years, majorities have had low regard for elected officials, but in the current environment, distaste for politics has taken on an especially sharp edge. Close quote. While the CSG paper focuses on national policy creation, this really appears to be the same attitude for local policy creation. The paper ends with this, quote, opinions about government performance, positive or negative, are associated with people's overall views of government, but high-profile government scandals and crises have been, have, may have greater impact on the, these attitudes than the perception that government is doing well in less publicized day-to-day -day functions, close quote. There was plenty wrong with government then, and really not much of a change today. I can say from experience that modern-day concerns and modern-day practices 
have hampered operations, whether it is an old policy or an aged law that applies to very few people and class of employee is and remains very problematic. Believe it or not, my sensible view is pretty much the same that could have been said or even written by any casual or informed observer 10, 20, or even 30 years ago. When you ask someone today what government should be doing for its people, there is such a gap in how that is answered. To me, it is primarily generational, uh, gen generational of it, if I could say. Our old folks, um, they have such a different perspective of this important issue of um, trust in government. I regularly talk to Island Menumco here, and they continue to hold on to values in government that sustained them for generations. These actions, face-to-face -face interaction, some things touching, tactile uh, kind of stuff. M many just don't know how to use the technology of today to engage with the modern public servant who uses technology in every part of their daily lives. Younger folks have an idea that government should be instant gratification because of their mastery of technology. When it, when it comes, when it slows down, there's this wonder out loud of why. And then there is no action or response or even a delayed response when, when they, have no, they have no clue that some of these advances are relatively recent in terms of its use in the delivery of public programs and public services. Bureaucrats, on the other hand, expect so much from their bosses and their subordinates in today's government service. As time goes on, they either learn to adapt and grow with the advances, or in many cases, are just left behind. In areas like the U.S. territories and the least resource-intense states, it is so very commonplace that government service hasn't kept up with technological advances. Family, friends, and listeners of this podcast agree that public trust is not so great today. More and more are skeptical of the work of public servants. Many believe that these public servants are, in fact, working for no one greater than themselves. Locally and for the record, this is painfully clear and is seen at every level of all three of Guam's branches of government. To those I have spoken to on this specific topic, all the territories are in the same boat, and pretty much the same applies to many states of our country, local and federal. It is not uh, exclusive. There are many in our American communities who don't trust the actions of the executive branch. There are many who feel we have elected those in our legislative branch that just don't have the capacity to work for the greater good and represent the people. And yes, the judicial branch suffers from the same level of mistrust. In some cases, individual justices and judges do not paint a picture of public trust across the states and territories, despite all of their claims and outreach that they do. For sure, I am a witness to this in the government of Guam at all three branches. No thanks to the acts of a few. Mistrust today of government is really reaching all new levels. My opinion of politics of trust in government, at least mine, well, I would have thought that being a part of it for 10 of the past 27 years would have turned this whole thing around. Nope. Pretty much the same. Frustrated? Yes. 
negative sometimes. Elected officials make me wonder if the electorate was really paying attention. Appointed folks, same smell, especially those appointed at the highest levels of our three branches of government. A 2019 book by Amy Lerman entitled Good Enough for Government Work argues that the U.S. government at every level faces a massive reputation crisis. Lerman wrote, quote, the tendency of Americans to associate public with ineffective, inefficient, and low-quality services is a central feature of our modern political culture, close quote. In a Washington Post article by Nikita Lalawani, when the book was rolled out back in 2019, quoted Lerman and was asked about skepticism in government, which Lalawani noted was not new. Lerman responded, quote, Americans have always had a healthy skepticism about government, but throughout American history, there have been periods where or when Americans needed government to solve problems and recognized that government played a crucial role. What we are seeing today is that we have huge problems but people see government as part of the problem rather than as a solution to it. There's a bipartisan view of government as being fundamentally damaged and incapable of delivering solutions to the many problems that we face. Close quote. My dad was right to tell me often when I was growing up, boy, you are a part of the problem or you are part of the solution. Trust or mistrust of government, those in it need to answer that themselves. That's it. That's all. If you enjoyed this podcast, download, press subscribe, or follow us right now. More great content is on the way. Talk to you soon. The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatata. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatata. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening.